What's up, y'all? This is Tiny and Kelvin Smith. Running back DeAndre Torrey. Senior receiver Michael Lawrence. Senior guard DJ Draper. And you're listening to Bruni's Breakdown Podcast, your home for North Texas sports. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Bruni's Breakdown, the 24-7 sports podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Bruni. And with me, once again, is Colin Mitchell. No nickname this time. No, just, just some normal. No, I don't know why you're still wearing your press pass from tonight's game. I'm sorry that we just got back and we're doing. You couldn't the take the press pass off. Take like two seconds. I can't hang it up there. There's too many press passes. Just throw passes. it down there. Maya's not here, so we don't have to worry it about anything. It looks like she's here. My room is pretty disgusting. Right Maya now. just tears up everything in his room. It's pretty awful. I have to prepare my room for Bruni because he always calls me a slob. You are a slob. <laughs> that's, that's that's not name calling. That's name calling. That's fact. I clean up for you, Bruni. I would hope so. And you should clean up. I didn't have time to do it tonight. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, we're just driving back. Uh, we drove back to McKinney. Not drove back. Drove to McKinney. Well, well, I drove back. Colin drove back. I drove to McKinney after North Texas win over UTEP because we want to do the podcast tonight. And well, I wanted to do the podcast. Yeah, tonight I didn't have a choice because you know I have this you know built up energy that I just don't know if I would have tomorrow. That's, you know, I like I like your reasoning. We gotta just we just gotta go sometimes, hon. <laughs> I'm ready. Our best podcasts come on late night. That's honestly true. The SMU podcast. <laughs> that's the, the, that was the best podcast ever. So, uh, and then there it. was yeah the SMU podcast. Rice was it the right rice? Did we drive back from rice, rice and do it that yes, night? Yes, when we got back from rice, rice we is did probably it. the best podcast because we drove six hours and then four. Well, well four there, four back, three and a half there. Okay, whatever it was, <laughs> and then we did a podcast dead tired. Yeah, that was probably the best. That was podcast. the best one. That's what I'm saying. And then uh, last last one we did was was late night, and then this one. So well, boom. good thing that these are different circumstances this time. <sighs> thankfully, thankfully they are different circumstances. So we're gonna we're gonna continue the trend. You have 30 seconds to recap each game. Was it 30 seconds? It was 30 seconds. UTSA Wait. and UTEP. Let me know when you are ready. I'm the stopwatch is out. I'm not ready. Hold on. Um. Before we get before we get started, <laughs> I'm just trying to stall because I don't have it up. Okay, I'll just stall. How's that? Okay, go ahead. What what oh, wait, uh what was oh, your favorite okay. part of tonight? Well, that was oh, not what I was gonna say. I was gonna oh, say sorry. for for those of you that are here, we're gonna have DJ on after these recaps. So DJ uh, Draper, none under the none the Drape Juice, DJ Draper, and it will be fantastic. Uh, shout out to DJ Draper and everybody who knows him and loves him. <laughs> What? <laughs> we we had you're DJ really on. stalling now. Yeah, your internet's not working. <laughs> it is working. Well, okay, it's working, but it's not connecting. Regardless, I can run through. I can run through UTSA. Regard. I don't need. I don't need no stats. All right. You it was, tell me when you're ready. I'm ready. Three, two, one. It was a 98 to 78 win for the Mean Green on Thursday night against Javon Jackson and Keaton Wallace. Javon Jackson posted 37 points. Keaton Wallace posted 24 points. All both of them were around 50 percent shooting. But Mo Gibson dropped 27 and Javion Hamlet dropped 22 with six assists and no turnovers again. It was a masterful game by the Mean Green. They led by seven late and they pulled away to win by 20. Oh, you have five seconds. Anything else? Oh, and also, um, I, I looked great. <laughs> All right, next, next. Just All right, so then tonight, North Texas versus the University of Texas at El Paso. Um the Mean Green basically started off really strong, and they took it up another level when UTEP started coming back in the second half. North Texas went up by like 16, I believe, at one point in the second half, and then UTEP comes back, cuts it to 7, I believe, and then North Texas once again did the same thing they did against um, UTSA and La Tech. Their defense locked in, and they won 67-57. to 57. 
Nice. Nice job there, Bernie. Yeah, not as many notable stats in that uh, UTEP game, but still very good performances. Team stats, a.k.a. defense. Defense. Defense wins championship. And that's what this team is doing. Is this team the 2004 Detroit Pistons? <laughs> You're joking. <laughs> You're joking. But I think we get a very real comparisons here between I know. Rip Hamilton to James Reese, Chauncey Billups to Javion Hamlet. Honestly. Tayshaun Prince. No, they, Tayshaun's not Mo. We, we got to kind of get into this later. Anyways, we have to call DJ. Three we'll minutes. ask DJ the question. Three minutes. Three minutes. Okay, well, we have three minutes to compare the 2004 Pistons no, to the... that's not what we're doing for three minutes. All uh, right. Also, thank you, everybody, who sent us questions on this quick notice. And also, leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Early plug. Early, Early plug, plug because I want to make sure that they don't skip it at the end, Colin. That's what you got to do sometimes. That's a good point. Um, real quickly, before we get into anything else, what, what was the main takeaway from the UTSA game? Let's talk about the UTSA game because we'll talk about the uh, main takeaway from the UTSA game would be that this team does not crumble under pressure. Mm-hmm. Javon Jackson had some ridiculous run hitting just contested threes and they stayed stable. Like, you know, the foundation was fine. They keep kept playing defense until they finally were able to score. This team doesn't crumble under any kind of pressure. And when other teams go on runs, they're able to kind of just, you know, keep steady and come back. Yeah. I also think that it proved our point. What we were saying, Colin, this team won in a shootout. Yeah. After winning five straight games of holding teams to under 60 points and then obviously winning, beating UTEP by holding them under 60 points, they went and won 98, put up 98 points Yeah, in a game against a Division One team. Yeah. That's incredible. I don't even remember the last time they probably did that. Twenty. I looked it up. 2017, I believe. Was it? 2017. But it was Benford's last year. It was probably against UTEP because they the were last really game. bad that year. I don't remember. That was the year that they had Keith Frazier. No, no, no. That was the following year. That was 2017-18. Oh, oh, okay. I mean, 2016-17 was, uh, was the last time they scored uh, in 98 in a game against a Division One team. So. Gotcha. All right. Let's call up uh, Drape Juice. You FaceTime gotta... audio? Why FaceTime audio? It sounds better. I don't care. Just FaceTime think... him. <laughs> <laughs> Just FaceTime him when we're doing a podcast. You can just stare at you. I mean, <laughs> but hey, I'm here with Colin. No, no, Colin. I actually don't because my room. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I'll. Fa- I'm gonna FaceTime audio him though. Okay. Because he's gonna like. If there was like an option to show his face, he'd definitely show his face. Well, that's too bad. That's too bad. Okay. Hope my phone doesn't die while we're doing this. No. DJ. What's up? How how you doing, man? You're eating a crunch bar. Well, yeah. we are we are uh, live. I guess we're not live because it's a podcast, but we're doing our podcast. Yeah. And um, you agreed. You told me on Wednesday when we talked that you would do it. So it's. I'm stoked. I'm honored. It's time. It's time to do it. We're not gonna. We won't keep you as long as that time we did when we had you in person. But we'll. Okay. We're, we're still gonna keep you. Um. Honestly, <laughs> we. The only reason. Oh, Colin's here as well. Yeah. 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 Hi. Oh, Colin. What's up, DJ? I I just I just posted a picture of you on Twitter. Really? Scoring the rim runner that you are, you know. I I got you. The I got slasher. you. The I, slasher. The that's slasher. the better one. We should have thought of that. Dang. The slasher. DJ that's needs to write all my captions. I'm gonna look at it. <laughs> Get your dad to send it to you. Yeah, Dave Senior. He'll send it to me. Yeah, there you go. Um, but no, yeah. Honestly, the only reason we wanted to call you on was because you 
obviously scored your first points of the year inside the three-point line that weren't free throws. Yep, yeah, the first two. I mean, just just walk us through that play, DJ, because I think everybody wants to know. And it was a good, it was a critical bucket too. Like it wasn't just this this leisurely thing like late in the game. Like it was actually a legitimate bucket against defense late in the clock. Yeah, he drove. I had to make a play, man. You know how it is. I, I had to make a play for the team, and I just decided to get in my bag a little bit and show off my repertoire. <laughs> you, you did show And the thing is, you told me on Wednesday, too, you said, you know, I could score in the paint, but I just don't want to, basically. <laughs> That's exactly what you told me, right? <laughs> yeah, I was like, I mean, I don't know if it's the best idea for me, you know, going in the paint early in the shot clock when we have guys like Javion, Mo, Reese, Thomas, but... Duty called. Dude, it, did, it did call. And so against UTSA, you didn't attempt a shot in 20 minutes. And I was sure to mention that in my in my story of you. If you a uh, quick plug, if you haven't checked that out, mingreen247.com. DJ approved of it. So unbelievable story. Unbelievable. There you go. I had to make up because I wrote a story on DJ two years ago when I was a sophomore, and I I hated it. I hate it now. I should say. So I had to make up for it. Oh, okay. Why? Which one was it? Uh, it was it was it was for the the daily. It was two years ago. I was young. You were young. I mean, it just, yeah, was, just wasn't as young good. and dumb. Young and dumb. It just wasn't as good. But it's alright. Sure we, we made it up. Your story though, is, it's making rounds, man. It's, I, I got people in Lubbock, Texas, telling me, "Hey, I saw your story." Hey. I mean, yeah. There needs to be like a t- movie trailer for it, where it says like in quotations, "unbelievable dash," like quoted by DJ Draper, and it's yes. like a like the like a this hype. like this summer <laughs> exactly a hype video. That's what we need for it. Um, that, I'm I'm gonna thank your dad then because I'm assuming he's the one throwing it out to people. That's I don't I'm, know, but people, I'm like, wow, that's pretty impressive. Hey, stuff. we we do have a big following, so yeah, yeah, you do. That's what we're talking about. Um, well, I wanted to talk to you. Well, let's see, what else do I want to talk to you about? Besides the the main thing, oh, eight straight wins, DJ. For those people who don't get to talk to you, um, they want to know what it's like to win eight straight games and how in the world y'all have done that. I mean, it's awesome, man. I mean, last year I think we won eight in a row uh, at one point, um, but that was not during conference play, and conference play is extremely yeah. That was know, early. Much more difficult than than non-conference play so i mean it's just awesome and like you can see the energy building with the crowd too which is pretty special to me i was gonna say it was a good crowd tonight like I yeah was... i mean my girlfriend i i was with her tonight and she said i feel really like proud to be a unt fan and she said that's like it's not many times that i felt that way so wow that's a pretty special thing that is that is special. that's honestly true because like during football season last year i'd always like berate the crowd because it was like no one wants to be a fan of unt but you guys did it it only took eight straight wins <laughs> and now yeah and now i mean we kind of felt it like in the cbi run yeah 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 that was a that was yeah. a big one um, that was huge. And then last year, you know, when y'all had that great non-conference uh, run, and everyone was like, "Oh, this team is like is doing it." And uh, now this year, I mean, obviously you had those tough non-conference games this year, so people had a little bit of you know trepidation. They were like, "Oh, you know, let's see if the, how this team does." Thank you, DJ. It's my job, DJ. Don't 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 worry. That's what I do. Colin Colin compliments me all the time. I, I hate his words. <laughs> SAT words. That's what I call them. There you go. We can we can sit here and say it's because of how we're playing on the court, but I mean it might maybe because of the five hundred dollars that people are that the students are getting tossed. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, but the thing is, I don't know if you've seen it, but they, I mean I feel like they could put more effort into it. 
Yeah, it's it's it, they know, stand I, on the I, stairs. I, I don't see. I I saw they do little money guns. Yeah. Um, uh, but apparently, I thought it was gonna be like five hundred one dollar bills. Some girl got a hundred dollar bill tonight. Oh my gosh! <laughs> it's like I a mean, gun that shoots five one hundred dollar bills and they just walk out. off. Dang, that's gonna be a danger zone. That no real t- when they first did it when they first did it against UTSA I thought and people just started swarming down to wherever the 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 people with the guns were I was like this is not safe they should not be doing and this. then you complained to Ren that yeah, you needed money I think they definitely need to make it all one dollar bills I I thought that's yeah, what they were yeah, doing people get involved but, I mean <laughs> they're doing a good job though so I'm like nah keep it going yeah honestly I mean who cares at this point just rain it from the rafters as confetti see, after that's a win. what Colin that's what Colin was thinking you they just get on the get up on the the high the catwalk yeah the catwalk and just drop it down from there I think that's a great idea yeah but that's a good idea DJ could hit a three and grab one. Center, <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I agree, I agree. But it is a good idea. I mean, how, it'd be kind of cool. How about every time you hit a three, they drop $50 in ones down from there? I mean, I, I would shoot so much. I would shoot. <laughs> I mean, That's what it takes. <laughs> it takes it takes selflessness to be self selfish. Oh, yeah. that's good. That's good, Colin. Yeah. That yeah. is good. Yeah, the people want to know. We talked about this on Wednesday, but what is it going to take for you to, to, to shoot the ball? Dude, I don't know, man. I don't know to shoot the ball. Uh, I, I mean, it was, I don't know. I it, just, was, what, it feels right, you know? It was great, man. Grant, I, I put it in the story, but Grant walks up to us. He's like, Bruni, have you ever seen someone hit a three and pass up a wide open three on the next possession? And I was like, no, coach. I have never done that in my life. Let me tell you that. Pick up <laughs> games, men's league. I, if I Let me tell you, in the men's league, you I'm definitely shooting. threw it up. That, oh, speaking oh. of the men's league, that was the last time DJ talked to us. was it's right true. before it. It's DJ, true. we did very bad. Yeah, I don't know you if you did? yeah, I don't know if you know, but we we went uh one in one and eight. Yeah. What's the deal there? Um we played ex college players. Oh, they were good. they were legit. Like dude. legit college players. They were legit. You gotta out game plan them. Oh. I don't know if that was I, see, we got the, we got the film kinda late, so we couldn't really game plan as well and you know, they, they kinda knew what was up, you know. They started leaving Colin in the corner and Oh <laughs> it was, wasn't good. Yeah. He's a driver, man. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, it is. Well, all right, DJ. I think that's all we had, man. But we appreciate you coming on the pod and talking to us real quick. After oh, we have no clue how this sounds. We're just speaker phoning into the mic. This could sound terrible, but we'll see. we we will see. So we appreciate uh, you coming by, man. Anytime, man. Have me anytime. I love it. Hey, man. We'll talk to you later. See you guys. See ya. What a man. That was the best eight minutes. Honestly, that could have sounded horrible. It's not going to sound horrible. You want to know why? Because oh, post-production. Hey, <laughs> if it does sound horrible, Colin's going to ramp it up. That's what we're going to do. And then if it still sounds horrible, I'm sorry to everybody. We're just going to cut it. <laughs> no, we, we will. We will. They won't hear this. We'll see. We'll just go into the next part. But okay, Colin. Oh, DJ, what a guy. What a guy. I'm glad we could we could have him for eight minutes there. That was fun. Now we get to talk about the team. <laughs> After talking about DJ. Where to start, Colin? Where to start? So, you okay, you gave me what your biggest takeaway was from UTSA. What was your biggest takeaway from UTEP? Honestly, the same thing, but with... See, UTSA, there it they never really had the threat. The threat was only Javon Jackson. He went on that, whatever, eight-point run himself, yeah. and it cut it within seven or whatever it was, and then UNT were able to pull away and go up 20. UTEP was a different story because they weren't able, uh, North Texas wasn't able to score every time down. So they had to really, you know, keep a level head, stay poised, 
and just, you know, trust what they've been doing. No one did too much. And that was honestly probably the most surprising thing to me. They're, they they stayed calm. They ran what they did. If they didn't score, they just did it again. Yeah. So I wrote this in my recap, but this defense and the way it elevates late in games is like having a great closer in baseball. Like, this is like having Mariano Rivera like come out for the Yankees and just like, all right, the game is over. Y'all can go home. Because literally, it was 58-53. Right, mm-hmm. uh, when UTEP cut it, cut it to five and everything, and the, all the UTEP fans were going crazy. They thought they were going to do it, and I looked up at the clock. I, there was like three, three and a half minutes left, and I thought, how many more buckets before you? How many more buckets will North Texas need to score in order to win this game? One. And I thought to myself, I was like, if they get to sixty-two, they're not losing. Like they, UTEP is not scoring nine points in three minutes against this defense. Yeah, and do you know how much has to go right? For a team when you're down five, like they were only down five with three minutes left. Like that's not a lot. That's two possessions. And yet I thought to myself, yeah, you know, if if, if North Texas just can score like one or two more times then the game's over. Yeah. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Like it, it ridiculous. shouldn't be that. I shouldn't be that confident in a team closing out games like Especially this. Especially when they're not scoring. And in, in that. Exactly. Moment. Exactly. Like, like, like law tech. It was just like. Well, I'd really like them to score, but they're somehow still La Tech still yes. under, somehow under forty nine for like the last five minutes. Exactly, exactly. Like, and I wrote down the last the the last possessions for for UTEP. It was a from the three thirty mark. From that point, it was a five point game. It went tough two, tough two, fouled at the rim. They made two free throws. Tough two, uh, tough three, tough three, uh, fouled on the rebound, and then they made two free throws off that, and then tough three. Like. You're not scoring on this team late in yeah. games. La Tech knows that. UTSA knows that. UTEP knows that. It's, I think even Marshall to an extent knows that. Like, it was obviously Rice, Rice too. I mean, because it was a ten point game and then they pulled away at the end. But I mean, for different circumstances. But I still just think that the way that this defense is closing out games has to give you so much confidence because it's not like it's not like you have a great offensive player and you have a five point lead and you say, all right, well. You know, you're you can score, but we're gonna score on the other end. Like it, like you're right. not gonna have, an, right. you're not gonna be able to outscore us. No, it's that you're not gonna be able to score. Period. Right. And and I don't even think we need to say just the end of games. This team hasn't been down because of their defense all game. Yeah. I mean, they're intense from the second it's the the uh, the balls tipped. The yeah, the <laughs> balls. T- geez, that was bad. It's all right. so the second the ball is tipped, and then they ramp it up somehow when everyone's just fatigued. Yes, and they just get into people. Against UTSA, they never trailed. Against UTEP, they've trailed for a minute and thirty six seconds. They're just not getting down against these teams. And we, as we know, it's another win by double digits. It's not by eighteen or, or more, but it's still another convincing win. Where I didn't, where in the second half, I didn't doubt that they were going to win the game. Right. When's the last time we doubted that they were going to win the game? Marshall. It had to be Marshall, right? No. Well, not, what was the other one? Probably F- Western. Yeah. I mean that's the game before Marshall. Yeah, that was the first conference yeah, game. So you didn't doubt. So you, I mean Marshall was Marshall was a different scenario, but I, I mean that that's it, and I just this defense is just tremendous, and I don't. I think the biggest thing about this defense too is that it's not just one defensive perimeter guy. It's everybody on the team it's can defend ten guys. Yeah, I mean. The bench can defend. I mean, you got Jalen Jackson off the bench. You got DJ Draper off the bench. Thomas Two, Bell. Thomas Bell. 
all three of those can defend on the perimeter. Dang can defend on the perimeter. He gets blocks. Zach is Zach. Mm-hmm. You have Reese, who's the best perimeter defender on the team. And then Javion's... Javion I mean, and Mo are cap- yeah, very capable. Yeah, definitely. Um, I I even think Rose is getting minutes because of his defense. Obviously, he only had... I mean, he had 10 minutes almost tonight. And he had that bucket, but a lot of it's just because of the defense. Like, Grant and Ross, Ross, the associate head coach, they are not going to play if you do not play defense. If, Ro- if Rose was a bad defender to the level that he was the past two years, he would not be playing on this team. Absolutely. But he is an improved defender, markedly mm-hmm. improved defender. And I think that that's what's getting him on the court right now. I mm-hmm. mean, if not, then I think we'd see a lot more Jalen Jackson than Rose if Rose was not a good defender. Yeah. So, yeah, this... um. There's nothing else to say about this defense. I've just been <laughs> a lot. I saw a lineup come in. I don't know if you noticed it too. It was DJ, Jalen, Reese, Thomas, and Zach. Is that the best defensive lineman, lineup on the team? I was like, I, it was like 15 <laughs> minutes left in the second half. And I was like, yeah, they're not going to score for this next minute and a half. <laughs> I, was like, I, was like, I was like, that's like a free minute and a half just to yeah. do whatever. I, I would honestly do. Okay, here's a question. Do we think that the Zach... Let's say whoever you think, but Zach Thomas or Zach Dang is a better defensive lineup than Thomas Dang. I feel like we haven't seen Thomas Dang a lot lately, and maybe Zach hasn't been in foul trouble, so that's helped. Yeah, so that that might be why I haven't really been thinking of it a whole lot. Zach's definitely improved his what like technical, I guess, lateral quickness, whatever you want to call yeah. it, to where he's not getting blown by a lot more. But I'm not sure. Because, yeah, beginning of the season, I would have said that for sure. But now, I mean, yeah, it's I, think, a good, I think it's interchangeable. I wouldn't say one's better than the other. It is. It is. It is a good discussion, though. But, um, yeah, the defense was great. And then I think, man, last thing I'll say about the defense, Javion Hamlet is making looking better and better and better as a defender. Every, and he wasn't never bad as a defender. Right. But, like, he people aren't going by him. Yeah, I mean, he's going through screens. And everything. And that's the biggest thing about this defense is that they don't... No dribble penetration. None. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's no one-on-one of, like, a person shaking someone and getting a step on them and, like, forcing help that way. The only the only way people are getting penetration is off, like, a swing and, like, a skip pass and stuff. And they're having to do more than just dribble by a guy. Right. There's and, no isolation against oh, this no. team. Oh, no. It's it's terrific. So, um, that's the last thing I will say about the defense, unless you got something else. Nope. For that. Um... Okay. All right, let's see what I had to talk about. Oh, man. Actually, we have a question about that. You want to answer questions? Let's first? do all questions. Let's, yeah. let's do questions. Let's do questions. So that way we don't forget anybody or answer their questions beforehand. We have a lot of questions. Good. <laughs> we have a... It's not a question. It's a statement. It's just, uh, from a UAB fan account. Dragon's lasso of truth. He has no, they have no followers. I, I still respect these people. Um, they said you, you, y'all will beat UAB easily. To say we are struggling is an understatement. I feel like that person sought us out. <laughs> like was like, oh, Matt. Someone Green. retweeted our stuff, and they just were like, yeah, no. That's Damn. pretty tough. If we're asking for questions for our podcast, and some guy just like had to let it all out. He said, look, <laughs> this is a safe space. Look. Y'all are going to beat UAB. I know. Yeah, okay. I mean, yes, UAB is not playing well. So um, let's pull up the questions. Affect the seating. Um, you want to answer? Just just go. Any and all questions. All right, here we go. 
NTSN asked us three questions. Okay, we'll answer them all. Shout out NTSN. I've got some, he says. What are y'all's expectations for this road stand with Rice, Middle Tennessee, and UAB? 3-0. You right? can't have any other expectation. I don't think you can either. Because they are all if on the you road, say 2-1, and one, it's a cop-out at this point. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I mean, There's, you just beat these three teams in a row. There's no And coming off that Law Tech win, no reason why you shouldn't just sweep this. Here's this a better road, question. Will any of those three teams eclipse 55 points? What were they again? Rice? Rice, middle, and UAB. Rice could. I could see Rice. Rice too. could. Middle, no. UAB, definitely not. Yeah, UAB's not. UAB, okay, let's do this real quick. <laughs> Rice, over, under, 60. Over. Hey, over. I'll take the over on that, too. Okay, UAB, over, under, 50. 50. Under. I'm taking the under two. I was gonna say 45. UAB is struggling so much. I really <laughs> and then feel uh, for them. over under 55 for middle. I'll say over. I'll say over. I'm gonna go under. I'll say over. But yeah, so that those, they should be three wins right there. And if, yeah, think about it, if they win those three games, they're 12 and one. Jeez. Remember when everyone was laughing at me for saying 13 and five, Colin? Remember when you were laughing at me for saying it's the best team in conference? No, I never laughed at you. I said I just you laughed re- at me. That's not true. I rearranged what you said. I rearranged what you said. I never laughed at you. And I never disagreed with you. That's, that's I just fair. Rearranged. You 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 were a closet believer. I went around. <laughs> so uh yeah, three no, they'll be twelve and one, and I will be one step closer to my prediction, thirteen and five, even though they should Honestly, you're you should be laughed at for being wrong still, because they're gonna just go <laughs> they're just gonna go to be at least fourteen. One. Yeah, Jesus. Okay. Second question. In the past two games, North Texas has had nine turnovers. I believe it's ten. I thought they had six, I thought they had four against UTSA. I could be wrong, but regardless, uh, nine turnovers total and Hamlet was zero. Do you think the low turnovers can last the rest of the year? Yes, because Javon Hamlet was the reason that the turnovers were happening at the beginning of the year, and now he's. We're not even talking the beginning of the year though. We're talking like two weeks ago they had right. They yeah, had well, you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean beginning of conference season, going into WKU, it was basically Javion that was turning the ball over. You know, almost ten times a game in some instances. Yeah. And now he's just taking care of the ball. I mean, his court vision is unbelievable. See, but what's... Yeah, it's 10 turnovers in the last two games. But what, what's changed with him? I think it's just... I, honestly, it's got to just be his comfort. Mm-hmm. Because before, it just looked like he didn't know... Like, he didn't look Division One ready. Yeah. And now it, it, just, it just instantly came to him, and it's, it's unbelievable. I'll tell you what. I, I do think it's the comfort, and then also... A product of being this comfortable is that they haven't had to force anything, and obviously, like that's that's obvious when you look at turnovers. Like force anything, how? Like he's not having to force these, like penetrate and then squeeze a pass in there to Zach or like hit a man in, on. A but cut he's had or to force like things that. in different ways. How? Like tonight, he had to score himself. Eight. See, but scoring isn't. It's the same thing. And are also, he's scoring more than he was in the past. Like he's he's right. not. Remember he whenever he went okay so he was bad early in the season everyone knows that and then he got really good at passing to where he was creating really well and mm-hmm. he was scoring let's say you know 10 points or 9 points around yeah. there now he just had back to back games of 24 and 22 points and then what did he put up today I think 10? it was 10 something like that maybe 12 cuz of free throws 14 14 cuz of 24 throws, 20 and 14 and he's shooting the ball extremely well I just think that he's just being more aggressive, and as a result of that, the game has just opened up completely for him. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, they're having to play him as a scorer, which is not something that anybody predicted. Yeah, I mean, you said before the game, you said, you know what the biggest surprise to me is the fact that <laughs> that Javon would have a dead eye 
Yeah, Javion <laughs> legitimately is like a 40% three-point shooter. And when he shoots the ball, I now expect it to go in. Yeah, and it, it's none of his shots hit the rim. Like, it's just, it's the beautiful net. Yes. It's like a splash. Yes. It's I mean, beautiful. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, he's tremendous. And that's just, it's been amazing. It's been absolutely amazing. Before we get to NTSN's last question, which is about pop play. We actually have two questions about pop play, I believe. Regardless. How concerned are we that Mo went 0 for 9 against UTEP? Now, keep in mind, he did score 27 points against UTSA, but 0 for 9 against UTEP and 6.6 free throws. I mean, UTEP's defense was just better than what they've seen lately. Grant, Grant called them one of the best defenses in the country. Yeah, I mean, they, they defended well. I mean, North Texas only put up how many points? I forgot. 67. 67, and it was 58-55, or 58-53 uh, late mm-hmm. in the game. So, yeah. I mean, they're just a really good defending team. I thought one of the big things against UTEP like it was very obvious that UTEP was a long team. They were an aggressive team on the perimeter. And as a result, North Texas only went four of 11 from three. Yeah. And, and that's where Mo gets most of his points. Obviously. Right. And, um, and then as a result of them being aggressive, North Texas was able to attack the rim and they got 23 free throws where they made 21. Yeah. And Mo had six free throws. So, I mean, he was doing that, right. He was getting to the hoop and he was doing, um, that aspect of the game, right? How many? Let's see. He had two assists, only one turnover, one steal. I'm not too concerned with it either because Mo is such a great shooter that kind of like Reese when Reese was kind of not doing anything, I was mm-hmm. just like, he'll be fine. Like just wait till he hits yeah. a few. Like then he'll be okay. But the difference is Mo is even better of a scorer than James Reese. Like obviously, right? Because he can do more off the dribble, and also, I told you before the game that. James Reese has had these back-to-back really good games, four of six and uh, two of three, I believe. Tonight he was, what, three of... And tonight he was three of four from three. I told everybody, go back and listen to the podcast, where I was like, look, I'm waiting for this stretch where he goes 15 and 25 from three. Stretch is now. It could be happening. Yeah. I mean, damn. He's he's already... What is that? If we say three, three, and four, that's 10. Let's say he's 10 of like 16. Yeah. And the one, the last one of his tonight was the dagger. Yeah. So he's shooting with confidence. He he made that off the dribble three, um, today as well. And there's just this offense is just this offense is becoming really really good. And also we have to give a praise to Zach. Zach Simmons is doing tremendous job in the post, and teams aren't can't really figure out how to stop him because they don't want to double team him. Right, and that was always Zach's problem is, is he'd get he'd turn the ball over and double team, but now no one can double because there's so many shooters on the outside. Yeah. The team like you UTEP did not want to double team him. And so they were trying everything. They were trying to like stun at him. They were trying to flop and take the charge on him. Yeah, they did it twice. And they got called late. for fouls on yeah. both of them. I know. <laughs> and so man, he's just been terrific as well. I mean I think he, he led the team in scoring tonight, right? Yes, yeah, sixteen. Yeah. He had twelve at halftime. I don't know what else. I don't think there's anyone else. Oh, let's talk about Dang. Let's talk about Dang because I've been worried about Dang. He, yeah, he passed up at least one three-pointer that I yes, saw. Yes, but I'm not even worried about that. I'm worried about him. Now he's he wasn't in the first half able to finish. Yeah. Right around the paint. He missed those two layups that I thought he was going to convert. They're not easy, but they weren't difficult. Um, then he started the second half and scored five straight points. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I guess I was wrong. All right, all right. No, I don't think I was wrong. I just think that he kind of understood. He thought the same thing that I thought, and Grant thought the same. Everybody was thinking what I was thinking. Yeah. And con- obviously vice versa. Everybody in the building thought the same thing. This guy needs to be a force because if he's not a force, 
all they have is Thomas and Zach in the front court. Yep. Those are the only players. Yep. And he came out and he scored four straight, four or five straight and start the second half. And it was terrific. He asserted himself. And I've had, as long as he just finishes around the rim, I have no problem with him not shooting threes. Yeah. So it's when he, I mean, the team's he's kinda, so the, elusive. And the, and the team's worked around that now. I mean, yeah. you don't need him on the no, 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 no. And he's so elusive to where he can just slip through, um, step through and just finish. And I'm not too worried about him. Yep. Anymore. I was at halftime though. <laughs> so I'm glad glad we got out of that one. Um Okay, let me let me look at my book. Oh, let me continue with questions actually. I was gonna say do we not have any more questions? Sorry, sorry. Okay. We have a pod play one. Alright, we have two pod play questions. One from NTSN. Uh what are y'all's thoughts on pod play and how it will affect seeding for Conf USA? I believe that it's the same as last year to where you are locked into your pod. Like right, you so can't go lower four. five. Oh, was it five? Five, then six to ten, then eleven to fourteen. Okay. So you can't go up or down from there. Which I'm I really like this pod play personally. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that you can't leave out of it. Um how do we think it will affect seating for Comfort Tuesday? I'm assuming for North Texas. Okay, if we look at North Texas and say that they're gonna be twelve and twelve and two going into pod play. Which I think is extremely reasonable. Twelve and two going into pot play, and you have let's say you know Western, uh, La Tech, and Charlotte, and whoever else. I think if you're just being conservative, you say two and two, and that puts you at fourteen and four. And I think that might be still get you a one seed or a two seed, because Western obviously only has one loss as well. But depending on how they, it gets you a top two seed. I'm pretty sure. I'm not. Right. I definitely think that this team is going to get a top two seed. Yeah, no, I, I, at this point, the way that if they continue playing the way they are, they are now, it's a lock for top two seed, I think. Yeah. So I'm not too worried about affecting seeding because I just think that one way or another, they'll be a top two seed. Now, yes, I'd like them to be a one seed because it'd be easier probably. And um, they could probably avoid one of the La Tech or West Kentucky teams, but, you know, whatever. Okay. The other question about pop play was David Mudry. Oh, thank you for your questions, NTSN, by the way. David Mudry asked, which five teams do you see in the top pod? If you could revise your 13-5 and five prediction, what would it be now? Well, I see someone do you remember my prediction. <laughs> I would say 14-4. and 14-4. And and that's kind of conservative. That's kind of conservative. But I'm I'm just I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play it cool. I'm going to play it cool. So who do they have left? We've, we've gone through it. We went through UAB, or in no particular order, UAB, Rice, Middle, Okay, win, we win, said Brino should be win. So twelve and one. Then you have Old Dominion and Charlotte. I think that's I think it's plausible to say they split that. But again, this team has been so good that it's. Probably is Charlotte more, as good as everyone thinks they are? They're good, but it's just good, right? <laughs> I would have them. I mean, I think they're better than UTEP and UTSA. Yeah, by a little bit. Better so, than La Tech? No. So so yeah, I just you know I think. Me being a sports fan and me being like, you know, a fan of like Spurs all those years when they were winning all those games and when they won 67 games, I would always look at a stretch of like seven games. I'd be like, you know, they're going to go five and two. And then they'd go and go like six and one or seven, no, seven and oh. And it's because you don't want to predict that because although the team is playing really well, it's like, like, okay, if we said this team was going to go five and oh in these last five games of non of conference play before pool play. That's gonna be really tough. Yeah, I think four and one is reasonable, 
and I think three and two is also reasonable. But I'm going to say four and one, and then then going to the last four games, I think they go either three and one or two and two. So because yeah. you have fourteen or fifteen wins, I'm going to say fourteen and four. Okay. What do you? What about you? Oh, it was, the question was directed at you, Bruni. So I don't need yes, to answer. Yes, but what, but what about you? I'll probably say fifteen and three. What's what's the other part of the question? Oh, five in the top pod. So I already said Western, um, La Tech. Western La Tech, Charlotte, and then Loki. Uh, how many losses UTSA have? Damn, this uh, this will be tough because it'll be like UTSA or oh no, it'll be one of the Florida schools I think, FAU or FIU, one of them. And I'm not worried about them at all. <laughs> Dang, so, so I'd so I'd rather play them than UTSA or UTEP. I agree. That's for damn sure. And I'm not just saying that because it was closer against UTSA and UTEP. I'm saying that because I think that FIU is just not a scary team this year. And FAU is not either. FAU is better than FIU, though, in my opinion. Okay. Um, Thank you all for your questions. Let me make sure we don't have another one. Okay. Wait, was that it? Yeah, that was it. No, we do have another one. Oh, we do. I'm sorry. I'm wow, sorry. Wow, I was from our boy, our boy Colin Kennedy from the, the OU. Other Colin from the yes, yeah, the the better Colin. Wow. <laughs> wow. How am I gonna say that in in your house? That's rude. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't do that while he's sitting on my bed. Yes, I'm sorry. Um, Colin Kennedy from OU Insider. Here we go. OU's twenty four seven account. Go check him out. Um, he said, put UNT hoops in one Power Five conference. Which one are they having the most success in? Okay, do we count like the A10 as Power no. 5? No, Colin. Power 5 is simple. It's Pac-12, Just Big 12, Power 5. Big 10, I didn't, I don't, I don't, SEC, yeah, okay. and ACC. I got you. Okay, do you want me to go first? Do you want to go first? Sure. I will. Okay, go ahead. SEC. And are you saying that? Because SEC is the weakest basketball conference out of the Power 5 schools. And none of the SEC schools are really, they're not, they're not known to have scores. You know what it's, I mean? It's, it's. Yeah, what what would give North Texas the most amount of problems in a conference schedule? I think that's easier to ask. Physicality. Would it be physicality? That's I feel like it'd be I feel like it'd be the I I think the same thing. I think that physicality and I Well, okay. Phys- I if think, they're in the SEC it's physicality. Do you, do you think athleticism hurt would hurt this team? Like like a like a that level of athleticism? It's See, an interesting question. It's 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 weird to say because we watched them play teams of that caliber. Here's what we can do. Yes, and they lost. Right, they lost. But it, albeit uh, yes. the teams that they were close against, VCU, VCU were were the teams Arkansas. that were that were physical. Yes. Whereas the teams that they got blown out by Dayton were scores. Yeah. So I guess, I guess over the long haul, I'd say physicality. <laughs> but I feel like they get. I think it's easy to do this. ACC. <laughs> I'm not feeling so good about because I think even at the bottom, Wake Forest, Notre Dame, North Carolina, Clemson, Pitt. I'm that's scary. That's tough. So yeah. not ACC, Big Twelve. I'm not saying either. Although I think Oklahoma State, Kansas State, and Texas are winnable games. Now, but then you go Iowa State, Oklahoma, Oklahoma. Obviously, they hung with Iowa State, Oklahoma, Tech, TCU are the next four, and I'm like, eh, it's tough. So I'm not. I'm not saying the Big Twelve either. Let's go to the Big Ten real quick. And I like the Big Ten. The Big Ten is actually the best conference in basketball right now. Yeah. Yeah, no. It's not the Big Ten. <laughs> Big Ten's going to have, like, legit a lot of... They're going to have the most teams in the tournament of anybody else. 
All right, so that leaves us with the SEC and Pac-12. And Pac-12. Let me scroll over to them. Pac-12, I think, could be could be a good one. Washington is eh, Washington would be tough. Oregon State, Washington State, Cal, Arizona State. I think all of those are winnable games. Yeah, they seem pretty winnable. Right, and we're we're talking as this as like non like people who aren't. 100% plugged in with them. I know how good they are because, like, I occasionally, like, eh, flip yeah, Bernie, on it. Bernie likes to watch. And then also, I keep up with just, you know, how they do, I guess. But they're not being, we're not being, North Texas is not being UCLA, Arizona, Colorado. But that's not the point. The point is the bottom tier. Could right. they make it to above that bottom tier? And I think Pac-12 is Pac-12 is pretty good. good well, let's read off the SEC real quick. Let's go to the SEC. Southeastern. How's Arkansas doing specifically? I think they're doing well. Southeastern. Here we go. LSU... Uh, they're Arkansas is three and three in conference right now. So, I think this could be it. Vanderbilt's bad again. That's winnable. Georgia would be really tough because they have Anthony Edwards and other guys. Yeah, I'm not sure about this one. Missouri, Mississippi, Mississippi State are eh. Arkansas is three and three. Texas A&M is also winnable. It's either it's either SEC or Pac-12. Yeah, it depends on what you'd rather go for, physicality or Georgia. Yeah, Georgia, like teams like Georgia and Va- and Vanderbilt and Mississippi are like bigger teams, and then Arkansas is fast. A and M's a, a team as well. It'd be tough. I'd hmm, I'd probably lean towards SEC, but Pac twelve is also a candidate. Like Missouri's getting blown out by teams. <laughs> I lean SEC just because they're never really a basketball cool. conference. And no, they beat Missouri beat Illinois. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Pac-12. I'm just gonna I'm, say. I'm gonna go SEC. Okay, that was my original pick. All so. right. Thank you for your question, Colin. No, it is not the Big Twelve. <laughs> is that what you, he said for you, Oklahoma fans? Oh. No, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just saying for Oklahoma fans. Man, if North Texas would have won that game, Thomas Bell hits that shot now. If it happens now, when he hit that three today, God, it was so smooth. He I just know. caught shot. Ooh. Also, can we talk about how Thomas Bell has looked a lot more like we thought he was going to look coming this season? Do you want me to say the stat that I told you? Yeah, 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 because I don't know off the top of my head. Let me let me remember it. Let me remember it. So he had that stretch in non-conference play where he couldn't hit anything in the world. Right, and like that's he, threes and twos. Yeah, he couldn't hit anything. But specifically from three, from the Oklahoma, after the Oklahoma Christian game where he went two for two from three, he missed. He did not make another three until Little Rock. And I think I believe that's about a nine-game stretch where he did not hit three. Yeah. And he was attempting at least one three per game. After that, from Little Rock on, here are his three-point numbers. Two for three, one for two, two for two, three of five, two of five, one of two, one of one, one of two, two of four. And then he hasn't shot three in three games before tonight's against UTEP where he went one of one. I think that was 16 of 26. Sounds right. I think that's what I said. Colin. No, 16 to 25. That's what it is. That's what he is in his last, like, 10, 10, 12 games. Incredible. Like, he's he's so comfortable, and he's driving as well. He's putting it all together. He's still driving a little bit, a little bit chaotic. Out of control. Out of control. That's the better word. He's a little out of control for my liking, but he's being aggressive. Yeah. I can't complain. And he's a threat. They have to guard him. Yeah, he's so. not just a rebounder anymore. Yes, exactly. And, but he is rebounding. Yeah, he had 15 well. rebounds against UTSA. So. <sighs> what a guy. All right. Try to think if I have anything else here. Let's see. Dang, Javion. Um, 
Also, UTEP also tried hedging the screens really hard, and it kind of just opened up the uh, the post ups for Zach, mm-hmm. which I posted on the tw- on my Twitter. I don't know. Did you see that? I don't get on Twitter during uh, the games. I'll, I'll, I'll show it to you. It's actually really interesting because like instead of trying to hit Zach on the roll, because obviously they'll hedge the ball handler. Yeah. And Zach will roll instead of forcing it to him there. They just swing it over and yeah, let they Zach swung it to the corner and, and then, let Zach yeah. post up from there. So it's really creative how they did that. Um. Now that we're nine games in, should we do no? What no. Are you were gonna say? No, I was just gonna ask if is JV on a lock for first team all conference. If the, if it was we at this t- moment, hey, I'm ready. At this moment, I'm, I'm not gonna say moment. in nine games. I'm gonna say like right now. Right now, yes. Right. Yeah. Damn, that's crazy. That is crazy to think about. Okay, I think we're good. Let's see. Late game offense. Oh, is there any? Are we gonna do something or nothing? I didn't have it written down. I think I asked you, and then I like, quickly like evaded it, declined it. Yeah, cut it off. Okay. Do you have a something or nothing? No. I would have had to think of them on the fly. Okay, let me look at a plus minus real quick. I don't want to bore our people. I don't want to bore our audience. Our people. Damn. <laughs> uh, let me just like your citizens. Our citizens. What would you call citizens of Bruni breakdown? Like Brunies? The brunettes. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we are done. Friends and family, we are done. Colin is laughing, and we no longer have control of this podcast at 10.25 p.m. You can't use time right now because normally we do our late night podcast in like 12.30 At like 2 in the morning. Yeah, so stop. But it's still late. It's still late. I'm pretty tired. You are tired. We had some good subs before we came over here. Yeah, I had a nice big meatball sub. I should have got that. You didn't like yours? God, I didn't like mine. We he went was to, eating it, and I was like, do you like it? He's like, eh. <laughs> we went to Firehouse Subs, and Colin got a large meatball sub, and I was like. It was like spicy, too. Mm. Oh, I should have got that. I should have got that. And like a brownie that. and a cookie and some chips. Yes, I know, Colin. We know. We know. Well, they didn't know. Now they do. TMI. Um. <laughs> Well, all right, guys. Follow us on SoundCloud and Apple at Bruni's Breakdown Podcast. Tell your friends about us. Tell your grandma about us. Tell everybody you know about us. Um, follow us on Twitter at Mean Green Twenty Four Seven. CJH Mitchell, Matthew Bruni underscore. Leave us a five star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you to DJ Draper for joining us today. Um, for Colin Mitchell, Maya Mitchell, and myself, Matthew Bruni. Y'all have a great week. <laughs>